0: Oh, it's such a joy to be with you again. You are all looking very, very beautiful. And you are indeed blessed by the Lord. Amen. Do you want to take your seats? (laughs) Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We pray that indeed you would visit us in your strength and in your power to bring restoration and to bring heaven's purposes concerning us to be established. I bless your people. I pray you would indeed open the heavens. And pour out your blessing upon us again, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I just wanted to pray before we start again. I want to say thank you to Reverend Chris and Reverend Gloria for inviting me once again to be here. It's always a joy to be with you. Thank you for... special invitation for a special event. Let's appreciate them for their work. May God continue to strengthen you and bless all your endeavors. We pray. Amen. And thank you all also for coming on, on the first night. Because you know it's three nights. Of open heavens. I'm, I'm just the John the Baptist. <laughs> you know, I'm just the, um, maybe the, not the trailblazer, but I'm just starting it. So every night is going to be important. Tell your friend every night will be important. Every night important. At least I'm, I'm sure every night you see an increase of power. Yes. So when you see power tonight, when you go home, just say to yourself, if tonight was like this, then what about tomorrow? That should make you come. Okay? Wonderful. I got here and I realized that I didn't bring my reading glasses. Um, no. <laughs> you know... Um, Recently I was given reading glasses and I rejected it. <laughs> so I never take it anywhere I go. But it happens. Today I was in the lift from the from my office on the 12th floor. I was coming down the lift. And you know, I looked in the mirror and I realized that there's some grey hairs all <laughs> over there. <laughs> I was like and um, <laughs> it looked, it felt a bit strange because I don't look in the mirror often so when I saw it or oh, I don't look in a very big mirror often when I saw it I thought oh my auntie was right an auntie of mine are you okay she saw me, and the first comment, Doji, you? you've got gray." And I thought, "Ah you, you your whole hair is gray." <laughs> and you are telling me that she wasn't expecting me to also have some grace. Amen. Anyway, that's the end of the joke. You see? Whenever we gather as believers, there are some things that we can make light of. You know. But there are some things that we should never make light of. Are you with me? Okay. Sister, we are getting serious now. Yeah. You know, this is about third or so of our fourth Open Heavens Conference. And sometimes you get to a point where you hear remarks like, so other than these three days, is the heavens not opened all the time? You know, the heavens may be opened, But there are special times that God sets aside to actually come through with particular things for his people. So when you begin to join the crowd and make those comments, you are not ready to receive when the heavens are opened. Because the heavens may always be opened, but it may not be open on you. Are you with me? It may not be opened on you. It's always opened for a purpose and for a reason. Are you with me? So these three days, I'm going to believe God with you. Do you understand? That the heavens would open upon you. Upon you as an individual. Upon you as a family. Upon you as a church. Amen. And there is a, a, a remarkable difference When the heavens open upon a person. You know, when we started looking at the open, and I believe that until God lays on Reverend Chris's heart to change the title of the, or the theme of our, the, the annual conference, you should always remember this that anytime we have an open heavens conference, we are not saying that the heavens are shut. But we are saying that for you and for me and for us guided here, there are particular reasons why the heavens must be opened upon us at, at, at that season. So that we can begin to gain some progress and make, take some strides forward in areas where hitherto we have been set back. Amen. I mean, the common scripture about the heavens being open is in Matthew chapter number three. When you read Matthew chapter number three, And you read verse 16 and 17. Okay, I was trying to avoid reading. But it says, and Jesus, no, I want to read also with my eyes. (laughs) And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. Unto him. Unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. Amen. The heaven can open upon an individual. The heaven can open upon you. And the heavens can open upon me. When the heaven Opens upon a person, there are some obvious things that are not so obvious. <laughs> unless, you see, unless you take your time and you allow whatever you are seeing speak to you. Amen. Jesus is always our best example. But somebody will say, okay, that was Jesus. That's why the heavens opened. But the scripture is also littered with others whom the heavens opened upon. Are you with me? Look, you will need the heavens to open. You see, in our world today, there are so many things that we cannot explain. So many things that will even be gagged from speaking about. When there is an open heaven upon your life. You will avoid a lot of evil. Look, I was preaching recently. I don't know why. But I just said that you see these things that we hear, a natural disaster here, a mudslide here, a fire something here. I just said that it's not going to end though. As a matter of fact, it's going to increase. You will hear a lot more. A lot more. It's not politically correct to say. Because they call them the act of God. It's not the act of God. You see, God have mercy on anybody who has who's been a, a, you know, a victim of any such um, incident. May the Lord restore and provide and be a blessing to them. But it tells us that it could have been any of us right. in Paradise, California. Yeah. It could have been any of us. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been any of us. Yeah. You know the. Um, The the Kim Kardashians were there. (laughs) When they were leaving, they were, uh, is it Instagram? What do they do? They they were chatting. They were one of the medias. Snapchats, they were using, oh yeah, this is our house, we we have to evacuate and all that. (laughs) You know, some people can afford to evacuate, Mm. some people can afford to jump on a plane and get out quickly. Are you with me? It doesn't matter whether you can get on a plane or not to get away from disaster, but God can keep you from disaster. Amen. I like speaking to young people. It's you about 17 years ago. I met your pastor. I was young. I was 20. I won't tell you so you get my age. I was in my, I was 20, about 20. I thereabouts. Or twenty something. Let's take it that way. No, but subsequently, you see, my thinking changed, my life changed in a in a way. And I believe that, as you are here tonight, something will come upon you, that will help you. Amen. It will help you greatly. You may not understand it, but you will look back in you know with day, years to to come, and you will remember. Look, can you imagine that you see that incident that happened, the London riots, if you remember the London riots, a few years ago, about five or so years ago, if anything like that ever happens again, it will be far worse to be far worse. Are you with me? It will, it will be, it will be the, the, the extent of cruelty that you see among humans. You cannot believe it. And you ask yourself why? Is it because knives are available to them? Is it because guns are available to them? No. We can't explain it. If I try to explain it, it will be unpopular. My explanation will be unpopular. So I, I won't even attempt it. But I want to believe God with you. That you will not be a victim of a knife crime. Amen. nor a gun at crime. Amen. You know, I was listening to the, the news. Are you okay with me? We have a lot of young people here. I was listening to the news. And you know sometimes in the news they give you accepts of things to be said so it caught my attention so you can be glued to the TV you know the way they do it they start it, they don't tell you everything it's a a strategy (laughs) it's a strategy and it was about an MP I didn't know this member of parliament she's a lady and it was being portrayed as though she kind of grew up in the jungle where you know there was knives And all those things. And I said, I would like to hear this lady. I would like to hear her. So I listened to this lady. Young lady. I am an IT. She started her career in IT. She is of Nigerian descent. Her her dad or mom or both parents were medical doctors. She was born in the UK. Studied in the UK in the U.S., and also in Nigeria. Then she said something. She said, she said, people have misunderstood me. When I was in Nigeria in boarding school, we had cutlasses under our mattresses. Uh, somebody must identify with what I'm saying. He said that we had cutlasses under our mattresses, but there was no day when we took the cutlass to, 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 to strike our brother or to strike our sister, the cutlass was for work. We use it for hard labor. <laughs> Do you know why a cutlass is? Machete, machete. <laughs> Are you, yeah. I used to call it machete. But they say it's machete. I used to call it. You know, and I said, the woman is making sense. You know, in proliferation of, not kitchen knives, so, in the midst of machetes, we never ch- used it to harm our brothers and sisters. It's for grass, it's for grass. We harm the grass. <laughs> So what is happening? That even where it's not easy to come by it, we are using it to, to harm one another. Can you explain it? But I, I understood because when she's... Yes, I remember me too. There was machete. I had a machete under my bed. Under my mattress. But we never use it to go and fight. You know? We didn't put it in our jackets. When we are going out, it's in our jackets. And, 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 and when somebody when somebody upsets me, you never thought about the counselors. When somebody upsets you and you want to fight, you fight. Don't take a knife. Those no. this. <laughs> I tell you. And I said, ah, the, the lady is right. The thing is not about the knife. Oh. It's about something pushing the man. Pushing that young man to take it and stab his brother and stab his sister. And for what reason? No reason, no sensible reason, other than a foolish reason. Yeah, other than a foolish reason. And this is the era that we live in. <laughs> Are you okay? This is the era we live in. We can't take ourselves out of it. You do But this is the era we live in. <clears throat> You see, you might think that, oh, even when I avoid the streets and I, um, I, I take on, pursue a career, I advise you to pursue one. And I, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the office. I will just avoid all these things. Recently, some, some years ago, maybe, not recently, I went to do some work. <coughs> Are you with me? When I went to do the work, as part of the work, we look at what we call variance analysis. We look at... So, you look at particular things. If it's significantly higher than what you expect it to be, you question it. You, 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 you delve a little bit more to see why. So... I realized that they had spent a lot on professional fees and consultants, so I needed to speak to the financial controller of the company. This is a global company, the UK subsidiary of a big company. So in my discussion with her, I said, what are the reasons? Because there, will be good, there could be good reasons, it might not be that somebody has taken money, but some good reasons. Said, what are the reasons for that? Because I need to document the reasons. Yeah. She said, oh, they flew in some consultants from another country who is helping the group overall. So from Japan to all the subsidiaries globally, they are helping senior management on what they call emotional intelligence. (laughs) So I said, what is emotional intelligence? Then she laughed, you see, she laughed. She was the only um, ethnic minority in a managerial position and she is of um, maybe Indian or Pakistani descent. And she was always very kind to me. Then she said, in our job, in our, and she said, lady, say, in our roles, People use their face to intimidate you. <laughs> when you hear about Philip Green and his problems, he said that you know people, senior managers, sometimes they intimidate you without speaking. And some people are taking time off for stress, just by the face. Just by that, you know. Hey, and now, if you haven't seen it before, you don't understand. <laughs> So they are teaching us how to be emotionally intelligent so that when you see the face, you can also do your own face. (laughs) So so now when I'm on the train going to work and I hear somebody do then me if the person is doing it because truly they want to sneeze they will pardon me for also wanting to sneeze. (laughs) But if they do need to intimidate me, then they will know that I won't be intimidated. (laughs) Oh my goodness me. Are you with me? The world we live in is, is a bit chaotic. You can't understand people. You can't understand behaviors. And sometimes the behavior, one of the things I've come to notice is that most, most, you see, learn to be kind-hearted. Yeah. Try your utmost to be kind-hearted. When you're not kind, most people who are, I don't want to say not kind-hearted, but if you're not kind-hearted, yeah, a lot of things will get to you. Yeah. Because you cannot dictate how people are going to respond to you. Or how people are going to treat you. Are you with me? But sometimes I've noticed that when somebody is not kind-hearted, they rather expect people to be pleasant towards them. Yeah. And it, it puts them, they are not at ease when they don't get a particular response from you. I go through life, I don't expect anybody to necessarily be, yeah, to be any, do anything In my favor. Are you with me? But if God touches your heart. You can be a blessing. And I will accept your blessing. Are you with me? Yeah. But I'm not saying that. Because you didn't bless me. Yeah. Are you with me? I haven't started preaching. I'm just introducing it. So that. I want to take you through the open heaven so that you understand why the heaven must open unto you. Yeah. yeah. Because some of you will say, Yeah, oh Lord, I'm I'm believing God for this, I'm believing God for that. You can be in a position that was your dream. And still, and still there will be chaos, yeah. confrontations, is, all kinds of things. Yeah, catalysts. I mean, this MPI, God bless her for the story she told us. Because there is no way. Can you imagine that in boarding school, then the children get up one day and they say, hey, we are upset. Everybody take take your machete. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So we saw Jesus, we saw the heavens open, okay? Now, we said that was Jesus. Let's go through scriptures again. Um, First first Samuel, yeah, I think it's first Samuel 3. Yeah, I believe it's first Samuel 3. Right. In First Samuel chapter number 3. Am I right? Yeah. The Bible says and the child Samuel is that is that correct? ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open visions. Cuz there can't be open visions until there is an open heaven. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And the lamp of God went out in the temple of God where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel and he said, here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, here am I for thou callest me. And he said, I call not lie down again and he went and lay down and the Lord called yet again Samuel and Samuel arose and went to Eliah and said here am I for thou didst call me and he said I call not my son lie down again <clears throat> and Samuel did not yet know the Lord neither was the word of the Lord revealed unto him and the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli, and he said, here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. For Samuel, so Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord called, and the Lord came and stood and, and called us at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Some then Samuel answered, Speak for thy servant heareth. Amen. So here we also see an indication of a, an open heaven. The reason why you know there is an open heaven is that God speaks. Amen. Even in Jesus' case when we read in Matthew 3 the Bible says that and lo a voice from heaven and lo a voice from heaven in this case you see the young Samuel and you hear again the Bible say and the Lord called him initially he could not he didn't know it was the Lord it was obvious that Eli did not hear Because if he had heard, he would have known from the outset. Do you understand? But by maturity, he found out that, no, the Lord was the one calling. So he was hearing. The question is, was it audible or not? It it doesn't really matter whether it's audible or not. God doesn't always speak to us audibly. He speaks more to us in Nonverbal ways way it's done audibly. Amen. So here, I'm just trying to get your attention about the blessing of an open heaven in the times we are in. Amen. Yeah, by, by the open heaven, you can see and avoid harm. It's simple. You can see and avoid evil. Are you with me? So Samuel's story is remarkable. When we read 1 Samuel 16 you begin to see him now being sent to the house of Jesse. And he goes to the house of Jesse and then he now has to anoint one of Jesse's children or sons to be king. Then the issue then comes again. Eliab came, the rest came but I think in verse number seven of 1 Samuel 16, it says that, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his physical stature, or the out, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So this is a very popular scripture. Man, you know, God looks at her, But I don't, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at Samuel and how he was able to communicate with God to get the message from God accordingly and then execute it to choose David. Are you with me? Yeah. And you need that in, our, in, in, the, in, in, in this day to know what to do. To know the voice of God. To hear him speak to you. I'm kind of leaning to speak on the prophetic. But not a prophetic which is loud. But measured. A prophetic that is not loud. But is measured. It it, it knows things. Hears things. Obeys what God is saying. To be able to escape. Are you with me? When the heavens open upon us. That is how God is going to be a blessing to us. So the few things I want you to note is that. The first thing is that. When there is an open heaven. God will build you a house. As you seek or desire To build his house. Amen. A good example. Because we have now reached David. David is our example in this context. In first Samuel. Again chapter number 7. From verse 1. The Bible says that David. Just. And the man of. Wherever. Kijajerim. Came, am I correct? <laughs> wherever, wherever. wherever. Okay. You have changed my message. <laughs> let me look for. Let me look for it properly for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. 2 Samuel chapter 7 instead. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house. It says the king sat in his house. And the Lord had given him rest round about him from all his enemies. That the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in an house of Seder. But the ark of God dwelleth within curtains, and Nathan said to the king, and to this point it says the king, but you find out that that was David, go do all that is in thy heart, for the Lord is with thee. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I was, that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day. But I've walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. And in all the places wherein I have walked, with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people, Israel saying, why build ye not me a house of cedar. Now therefore, so shall thou say unto my servant David, Thus said a lot of holes. I took thee from the sheep from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee wheresoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thy enemies out of thy sight. And have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are on the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore, as before time. And as since the time that I commanded Judges to be over my people and have caused thee to rest from all thy enemies. So also would the Lord tell thee that he will make thee a house. Amen. So here you find Nathan go to tell David, whatever is in your heart, do it. You see, so in context, what was in David's heart was to build God a house? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. And the Lord said that, because, you see, in the he found out that because he had in his, of course, if you follow the scripture, out that the Lord didn't allow David himself to build the house, and then Solomon. But as a result of that desire he had to build the Lord a house, God actually blessed him greatly. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Are you with me? So the first thing you should recognize, when there is an open heaven, you will hear God prompt you on things concerning his work and his house. It is not because he wants to take away from you. It's because he wants to be a blessing to you. Are you with me? So in an open heaven, you will hear God on specific things he will suggest to you, do this. Do that. And It will be related to his house. Are you with me? To help in his work. To build in his house. And as you build God. As you build God's house. He will build you a house. Amen. How many want God to build them a house? God can build you a house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can build you a house. Hmm. I don't want to because we are on um, live. I was having a conversation with somebody no, don't worry, a very respectable person, and he's a family member and um I needed to intervene to say some particular things because of a situation that had befallen us. And I was explaining something to him. At a point, he, you know, he was adamant at the outset, hence I had to come in and speak. When I finished talking, he was quiet, which was unusual, <clears throat> which was unusual. But he was surprised at the, hopefully the wisdom (laughs) and the information that I had put before him. And it's dawned on me that, you know, Some way, somehow, I can call myself blessed and thankful to God for it. Yes, it dawned on me that I can, you know, I don't have everything, but I'm thankful to God. Are you with me? And you see, God can put you in a situation where, you can see that I'm avoiding going into the details. But God can put you in a situation where... You would indeed experience him working for you. Yeah. Are you with me? Are you with me? Should I stay on this subject? Everybody will have to one day buy a house or build a house, whichever. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Yeah. Did you sign your contract? Yeah. Today? Everybody must, you know, at some point do sign something. Yeah. You think you're too young? No. Oh, you're not too young. You're not too young. Recently, I realized I'm one of the grown ups in my work. I was surprised. (laughs) What have I been doing all these years? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So I went somewhere, and then you have to sign, because we're going, you have to sign, like, um, a document you have to state your age and sign before you get on the thing that we are going to get on because you can get on and there will be a problem so they need you to sign that consent form but you have to state your age so they know that at least you are more than 18 <laughs> everybody ahead of me was signing I said ah what am I doing here <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, what am I doing here? <laughs> so I couldn't write my... <laughs> I wanted to sign without, but the thing won't let you progress without putting the age. <laughs> it's because you have to move, put the age, then it allows you to go to the next page because you are signing on an iPad. e E-signature. E- <laughs> but when I came home, I told my wife, then we found something to use to laugh about it. (laughs) So, I said, okay, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. The young will grow. (laughs) It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good. It's all right. You see? So, so you might be thinking, oh, yeah, this guy is just talking about future. It won't be long. <laughs> <You understand? laughs> so just position yourself. You know, Some of you are in college. Some of you are in Some of you are studying. Some of you have just started work. Some of you are believing God <coughs> for a job. You know, yeah, it's, it's okay. And God will do it for you. I mean, God can do it for you. A day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Do you know what it means? God can use one day to do for you. Do you know what thousand years is? thousand years is almost ten or more generations. What well, would have taken ten generations to accomplish, God can in one day choose you and say you, you would accomplish it. Amen. You don't believe you can accomplish it? God can do it for you. He can help you. When I started preaching, I said, 17 years ago, I was maybe your age. Some of you, I was your age. Some of you, I was your age. Or a little older, or a little younger, either way. You know, not too far off. You know? That's or minus a few. <laughs> Are you with me? That's why I like when I was speaking. You know the stories I was telling at the beginning. It was because of you guys. I was not just telling stories. I want God to protect you. Yes. Because amongst your friends are people who carry carry knives. (laughs) Amongst your friends are people who carry guns. Amongst your friends. It's becoming... Normal. It's becoming okay. It's becoming, you've got to carry one, else you're not part of it. Are you with me? But I want to ask God to protect you. So that you will not be a victim. We will not read your story in the news. Are you with me? We read stories every day. Every day. Recently, carpentry. Sixteen-year-old boy. Jaden, something James. Why? Sixteen. Too young. I mean, we. There we, 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 could be other ways by which we could. Anything can happen. But not, 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 not stabbing. Are you with me? We had cutlasses. We didn't use it. So you can make a decision. I know I don't understand your world, but God can help you. God can help you. God can help you. you. Are you okay? You're not upset see, when I used to pastor, one day, I've shared this story before, a young man came to the church, unknown to me, he had a gun in the, service. in the service, and sometimes the Lord actually makes me speak in a strong way, some of you have been in some services, sometimes I speak quietly, generally I'm quiet, but sometimes I feel the edge, urge, the urgency. And sometimes I feel like you're confronting something spiritual. So, I preached. I realized it's happened to me two times I can remember. I remember I was preaching very strongly. After the service, this man came to me. It was maybe winter thereabouts, so we all wear something, a jacket. At the car park... He said, "Pastor, I want to see you." So he said, "So I just—he's he somebody I know. It's not like um, a stranger." So I said, "Come over, oh, yeah, come. What's up?" He said, "Pastor." <laughs> then he just did it like, that. <laughs> <laughs> "I'm oh, I'm not joking now." He <laughs> just did that. I said, what is this? In the church compound. You have been in this service for three, two, three hours in praise and worship, everything. You are destined on you. What is it? <laughs> then he said to me, Oh, it's for shooting bats. You see, it's like I'm telling a story. I, I can't, I'm not that creative to make this. Then I said, Then he said, um, he's got some friends. Um, they own classic cars. And where the classic cars are kept, it's like they are kept in a hideout. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. And sometimes bats come to defecate. On the cars. So. He is there as a security. And when the bats come. He shoots them. And I knew that. Something has just been. Corrected. In his original plan. And he has to find. An excuse. But maybe God also wanted. Because he could have just gone home. I've changed my mind. I go home without. uh, You understand? But God wanted me to know that He's the one who keeps and He's the one who protects. And He was the one. I never told the church as a congregation, but I told a few people because I didn't know how they'll react to Him when He comes back to (laughs) them. Because He kept coming to church. Can you imagine? So for years after, I'll be preaching and He will walk in. You know? oh, no. he, was a, he was a good man. I met him on the streets. That's how I brought him to church. Among the group that I met in, 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 the, in front of a pub. Tough guys. You know, he was the only one who came with me. He had an alcohol problem. Are you with me? Three times I've had to call the ambulance in the service. Anytime he lifts up his hand to worship the Lord, an evil spirit strikes him down and he falls into a fit. He doesn't want him to just even worship God. But he was forcing. One day he told me, Pastor, anytime you preach, Use my story to encourage others. I know I haven't come through because the doctors finally told him not to stop drinking because they attribute his um, fit to that suddenly stopping to drink. Yeah. I mean, you don't understand all these things. That's why you say, oh, we are just drinking casually. It's Christmas. We want to sip a little. Just be careful. Nobody started sipping, you know, with intention to become like that. Oh. A little here, a little there. <laughs> hey, you're pretty, you're pretty. Look, these people, they are like my brothers and sisters. I need to tell them the reality. I'll come back to this story. Are you okay? Yeah, totally okay. Is everybody okay with my story? Yeah. I need to tell them. See, one day, my, my work involves travel. Years ago, I was with some group of people. So we work, we stay in the hotel, we, we, we finish, maybe away for a week, away for two weeks, whatever. So one day, <coughs> one day, we went to work. So after work, we go for a meal. And my wife is here. Remind me, you I will come back. Don't worry. i Is that okay? Don't worry. I'll be okay. I've got. I've got my. Yeah, I'll be okay. I. You know these things. They are real. Then we have to go for a meal. You know. So, um, I opted because some of them would want to drink. I opted to drive. So I drove. And some of you, you will come across these precious. That's why I'm sharing it with you. You see, you want to do well, but you come across some pressures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As to whether you compromise, I pray for you that on that day, the Lord will keep you. Amen. 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 So we finished eating. We were in Rye Gate, Red Hill, Rye area, sorry. So we, were, we finished, in the, it's like a high street. So we were in the, we finished eating in the restaurant. We came out, we were walking. The next thing I saw was we were all in a queue. Ah. Then a, a, a queue. Ah. But the time I realized I'm in front of a bouncer. I'm at the gate of a nightclub. <laughs> and my they were, they were all kind of there, some were going, some so I said, ah, how did I not know that? I'm in the front of, um, uh, so now I had to make a decision, step in or step out. So they were step in by waiting. So I looked at them and I said, guys, I'm going to keep my phone on. I know that it will be wrong to leave you here because I drove. Whatever time you finish, call me and I'll come and pick you. And I stepped back. I tell you, you are looking at me, some of you, this Christmas, if you don't take this message seriously, this Christmas, you will step in. Oh, you don't know, you think I don't know what goes on. You step in. You say, oh, it's alright, it's okay. (laughs) Everybody's going. (laughs) Christmas, Christmas. You're Christian. (laughs) You see, it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't take like some kind of I'm powerful and I'm strong. It takes some grace to protect you. Oh, to I prompt step you. I step out? So, they all step back out. Because think about it. Let's say it was a Wednesday. We still go, have to go back to work early morning. And, uh, and one of the guys, who, who was actually a senior manager then, said, no, I think we should all go back to the hotel. So, We went. And you think it's only single people who do it. One of the guys who traveled with me, since that time, I realized that his wife always wants him to travel with me. So he said, If you're traveling, he said, Is Doji picking you up? <laughs> is Doji picking you up? I used to say to Emily, This lady, the husband has told, him, told her a story, and she realizes that if my husband is with Doji, At least he won't step in. (laughs) He won't step in. (laughs) He won't step in. He will will stop him from stepping in. Are you with me? Hmm. I'm helping you. It's a reality of your world. I understand it. I've seen it before. I don't know how God will take you out. But I pray that he will take you out. Yeah. This man that I'm talking about, he said, "Doji, pastor, anytime you preach, use me as an example of somebody whose life was changed." He wasn't changed if you see him. He was trying. When he died, up to three, four months after his death, because he saw me in um, October or there about September, October. I said, "Pastor, this is the last time you are seeing me." I said, ah, "What's this guy up to?" I had never seen me before. I knew you it. I said, oh, "I didn't see him until I didn't see him again." Then January, we heard about it. And the circumstances surrounding it meant that the police had to take charge of his, him and do some investigation, so it took a long while. And then, um, so I went for his funeral. The Lord used a vision to encourage me when he died. When he died, I was one day thinking of him. And I saw in a vision a little boy, like with friends, playing a ball game. Like just a picture of him like that, playing a ball game. So I said, Lord, what's that? Then he said, look carefully. There was a way he had a smile. Sometimes he would try and be a bit crafty and try and trick you. But even after he has tricked you, he wants you to know that it's not true that he has that need, but he just wants you to know. that You know, he wants to be truthful, but he can't. But he wants to give you an indication that, look, I tricked you. So, you know, that's it. So he'll put up a face, and he put up that face. I said, Lord, that's him, that's it. He said, yeah. He's with me in heaven. So don't be, don't be worried. He used to tell us about his wife. We had never seen her because of his um, problem. They were living apart at his funeral. The woman came to us. She had never seen us. And she said, thank you. I've never met you guys. But I heard you were the ones looking after him all this while. And when I saw the lady, I knew that that guy was true in terms of the re- how respectful a career he had. His wife was a proper professional. Yes. And she said, then she confirmed that the guy used to say to me that he was what they call a master boat builder. He was one of the best people to build boats in the region. And the wife told me, he was a boat builder. Do you know that? And I said, He used to say it, but we used to think he was lying. He said it's true. It's alcohol that's turned him into that. Are you with me? Maybe he was your age when he started. That is why it's good for you to hear this story. So that you don't joke with it. And in our days, it's not just alcohol. even in the corporate world. You see them. They rush to the toilet. Yeah. They have all kinds of things to do, all kinds of things. Be careful. Don't just follow the masses. Are you with me? <laughs> It's an open heaven conference. When, is, when the heaven opens, wisdom is released. Advice comes <laughs> and counsel comes. Amen. Right. So we said that you hear from God. God will build your house as you seek to build his house. When there's an open heaven, you will have angelic visitations. Amen. 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 Oh, how many would love to have some angelic visitations? How will angels visit you unless the heaven is opened? Where would they come from? The heaven must open for them to come. Or you don't believe it. How else can they come? Genesis? Genesis um, 28. Are you with me? Have you got a time? And he lighted upon verse 11, a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillow and lay down in that place to sleep. That's Jacob. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. The ladder reached heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending, and what? Descending on it. So when the heaven opens, angels ascend, ascend, and descend. First they descend, then they ascend, then they descend, then they ascend. And every ascension or and descension has a purpose. Anything you they are just exercising. You think they are, they are doing keep fit, going on the ladder? I mean, on the ladder to keep fit? No, they don't need to keep fit. They are ascending because of God's purposes for you. They are they are they are descending because of God's purposes for you, and they are ascending, taking back your request to God, or they are ascending to go back and to gain more strength to come, because sometimes. The battle is strong and fierce. Are you with me? Was it the angel, Michael, who came to strengthen the angel on assignment? Daniel, since the first day you you started to pray, the Lord heard you, but the prince of Persia had withstood you you remember? Yeah! You will need angels to visit when there's an... When the, okay, learn that you will need. But when the heaven opens, angels visit you. Angelic visitations can happen. Jesus Christ in Luke chapter number 22. I think that's 44. 43, the Bible says he was praying and he was in agony. And the Lord sent angels to strengthen him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became 43, 43, 43. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven and strengthening him. Amen. Angels will strengthen you. Everybody at some time in your life will need strength that is beyond your own human capacity. Are you with me? It doesn't matter the uh, the, um, the number of times you go to the gym. It doesn't doesn't matter how healthy, which I, I don't disapprove, how healthy you eat and all the things. The time will come that it will not be within your capability and your capacity to strengthen yourself. Are you with me? And on that day, you will see angels being sent from heaven to strengthen you. made <clears throat> so, this year, I, I lost uh, my mom. And um, it, it used to be a, a, a kind of... The, 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 the difficulty, the challenge, the pain you go through is it, tough. But sometimes you also feel the Lord strengthening you. Amen. To the extent that I had to consciously not be irritated by things, particular things, like, like um, do you want to hear my story? During the, um, the funeral, they asked ask the children to come and dance. So, I, I'm with you I on that you. one. And, and my, my, my sisters, they, know, they knew I won't dance. Didn't you? So they went. So the guy was like, he has to also now come. And they play a song. Sweet mother, I never forget I tell you, angry, <laughs> I wanted to turn off you? the the. I, I, it was. I said to dance for what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shock! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I, you know, you know. It's surprising that I remember these things, but there's some things I they just, you know, we were. We were, we were, um, are you okay? Yeah. I'm okay, are you okay? Yeah, okay? I, we were, the following week, we were at another function, a funeral. One of the guys, is supposed to be our cousin. He called me, he said, hey, you know, my mom comes from a big family. They are about 53 children. You can't believe it. But it's true. <laughs> <laughs> me, I used to think it was 50, but like, they corrected me recently. They said they are about 53. And they, you know, some, some of them... Uh, are you that close? I didn't know you were that close to her. I Hey, you are you are close, eh? yeah. yeah. But I couldn't hit the fifty. No, they didn't. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but 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 interestingly, they are they are they are all reason. They are all okay. Interestingly, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he and you know, you know some of them are, some of them are older now. You know some of them have passed on. And some of them are old and all that. And this guy looks like he's been to those who have passed on all everybody's funeral. <laughs> and a year ago, one of them died, was given a state burial, which is like a national event. So like a state burial and the state house and all that. So he called me said, Doji. Then he said, do you want to know? said, you know, I've been to all of them. All of them. I've been to their funerals. This one that you did for your mother is number one. I said, (laughs) foolish. You know, you know, it's like I'm in a different zone. You see, so there was, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Me, I don't know. Then, then the sun. You know, these things, I can never forget them. The Sunday, after service, they're doing a reception. Look, one of his, I'm sure he's also my cousin. Can you if they are 50? I'm sure we have many cousins. We don't know everybody. Oh, are you okay? The time is gone, though. Are you sure? Are you sure? He said to me oh the this, spinners, this the music they are playing is not in our local dialect why are they playing I looked at the guy I said hey, I had to control myself I said, me, I mean, I'm not here to listen to music I'm not, I'm not here for, I mean I don't even know the music that is being played so you know what I did I just went to sit at the back. I didn't see anybody. I didn't want anybody to see me. I just went to sit at the back. When the program was over, I went home. Then a friend of mine, who had also lost his mom, I was talking to him, then he said, Doji, these things are good. I said, what do you mean? He said, they are to relieve you of the burden of the their, their thoughts. Yeah, so when they do it, just laugh with them. Just laugh with them. So I started to just listen to them, but to laugh with them, I couldn't. But you see, a time will come where you will be—you can go through pain or some kind of agony, but you will need God to strengthen you. That's what I'm saying. And sometimes God will send angels. To strengthen you. To protect you. To be with you. Hallelujah. Oh, open heavens. Okay, I have to rush through the rest quickly. Because I had a few things. So, the la- I'll touch on the last one. <coughs> which is that when there's an open heaven, God will fight for you. Amen. When God will fight for you when the heavens are open. In the book of Judges. In Judges chapter number 5. There's a story about a lady who is a prophet called Deborah. The Bible begins to tell us of how Deborah led the people of God to battle. And I believe that many ladies here, God is going to call you into that kind of revelatory gifts like Deborah. There are Deborahs who are going to rise because the heavens will be opened upon you. And you begin to see into the heavens. Amen. Judges chapter number five. I said, "Are you there?" So, and 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 they sang Deborah and then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinam, in that day, saying, "Praise the Lord for the for the avenging of Israel when the, when the people willingly offered themselves." You know. Then he goes on to as, you know espouse or speak. Um, concerning um, what God would the deliverance and how God stood. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake. After a song, arise Barak and lead the captive captivity captive. Thou son of Abinon. It goes on to say all the all the victory. But then when you begin to, when you look at it carefully, you realize that The victory, yes, Deborah was a prophet, a true prophet of God. But the victory did not come because of Deborah being a prophet. When you verse number 20, the Bible says that they fought from the heavens. The stars from their courses fought against Sisera. So the King James Version says that they fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Cicera. Cicera was the opposing force. Amen. So now, when the heavens are opened, God begins to fight for you. Right. Three things I want to, I want to touch on with, with regards to these. Oh, I'm sorry. I've told you too many stories. we has just eating into my time. But the first thing is that, you see... There's a difference between fight. There's a difference between fight, defend, and protect. Okay. When God is going to fight for you, when the heavens open, you wouldn't have to fight. In in Psalm 89, verse 20, or 19 or so, 1920 of Psalm 89. Let me stay here and do it quickly because of the time. I need to read the scriptures. then thou speak in vision to the holy one and said I have laid help upon one that is mighty I have exalted one chosen out of the people I have found David my servant with my holy oil I have anointed him you remember David with whom my hand shall be established my arm also shall strengthen him the enemy shall not exact upon him nor the son of wickedness afflict him I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. He goes on to say, he shall cry unto me, thou art my father, my God and my, the rock of my salvation. So, it's showing how God will defend him. Amen. God will defend you in time of when you need to be defended. God will fight for you in time when you need to be in battle. Is it first Samuel? First is it first Samuel thirty-eight? Oh second Samuel. First Samuel thirty-eight. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Without fail, recover all. So David inquired, he asked of the Lord, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? He answered, pursue. For thou shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Amen. You know, when you are in A fight is between two people or more. You know, you against somebody or somebody against you. But I want to make some distinction. Sometimes you need God to fight for you. When there's an open heaven, God will fight for you. When there's an open heaven, God will also defend you. Okay, a defense is... Just do like, don't hit me though. Do like you want to try and hit me with your iPad. But don't hit me. Uh-huh. So you see a defense. Okay, so God will defend you. Thank you. Please take your seat. Uh-huh. So said before you hit me. You see, God will defend you. Have you seen how God will defend you? Okay. God will defend you usually from the thing you can see. Sometimes the thing that was will strike will try and stop you, you cannot see. Let's say this place was falling, something was falling here and I'm just walking and I didn't know and then it just do you understand? That one is not defense, it's protection. Amen. So God will defend you from the known and protect you from the unseen and the unknown. Are you with me? The unknown because he is all knowing. It's not known to you. It's not known to me. He's all knowing, amen. Do you want God to do it for you? And all these things are benefits of an open heaven. If God opens a heaven upon you and these things begin to be made manifest in your life, you'll begin to experience grace to progress, grace to advance, grace. To see victory. Hallelujah. I used to work. Um, somewhere. I didn't know there was a, a conspiracy. Against me. And I thought that. I was addressing. An issue. Legitimately. And there were. You know. We brought in HR consultants. And everything. And were discussing it. So I was taken into a room. One day, by supposedly independent consultants to hear my view, she had a recorder. When she finished, she had to transcribe our conversation. She put. Do, 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 do. It, so I said, What does it mean? said, That place, I didn't hear what you were saying. And I thought, Interesting if you didn't hear what I was saying and the recording was in, is, that the record, is it the recording or is you? And I realized that all the places where I had made sale important points, she would just, clear. at that point, I knew that this was just a plot, a, 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 something to take a box. So I had an option. Because I also had a recording (laughs) yeah I also had a recording I had the option to progress the matter I was passed from one person to the next person to the next person I always remember what happened I remember I said that to you when it got to the third pass on I was given a deadline to appeal by the deadline was the 1st of June I think. If, if the deadline was say 1st of January let's say for an example if the deadline was 1st of January I had typed my letter I wasn't happy I had typed my letter if the deadline was 1st of January 31st of December you know what happened? 31st of December. I get contract for a new job. Yeah. A day before handing in my final. So instead of taking my letter of Appeal. I just wrote a one paragraph, two, one line, two lines resignation letter. (laughs) And then on the first, when they thought I was bringing an appeal letter, I just handed it my resignation letter. I don't know how that thing happened up to today. Sometimes I marvel. I'll be there thinking, how did this happen? Because I felt that I hadn't been treated right. I knew I had a case. I knew there was something not right. At the extent of the conspiracy, I saw it all. And I knew it wasn't right. But the Lord used it to remind me. And some of you in life, you come to, uh, by situations where the obvious Obvious reaction will be to fight back, and I want to use this opportunity to tell you that when the heavens open, we don't fight ourselves, we don't fight ourselves. The heaven fights for you. I've never known if I've ever shared this in conclusion. One day, there was a man, I don't know whether I can use this platform to say, a good man. Not a bad man. But he had been, he had come into a place to supposedly disgrace me. I wasn't there. But those who were there told me. They said that when the man started to preach at a point. Suddenly, his, his came down. I, tell you, I tell you, I tell you, a good man, I'm not joking. His belt broke and it looks like unfortunately, he was wearing a little bit of an oversized trousers. So, the trousers started there. He held the trousers like that. Luckily, the, 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 this was he went behind then he said, the devil is a liar. I said, it's not, it's not a devil being a liar. It's a, it's what. So, somebody who was there. So, so, let's say Sammy was there. Sammy, I don't know why. <laughs> let's say Sammy was there. So, Sammy was telling me the story. And Sammy said, you know, when his belt broke, I, dis- I felt I need to give him my belt. I need to give him my belt. So, I Look down. I was going to take my belt off. Then I checked. My belt wasn't there. He said, "Unlike I'm not saying my, I'm not saying the belt disappeared. I'm sorry. I'm, that's not what I'm saying." He said, "Unlike me, I will never wear a suit and not have a belt on." But how come I left home without a belt on that day? I cannot explain. So I didn't have a belt to give him. So now. The person has to be careful and keep his thing folded. (laughs) Are you with me? You see, when the heavens open, I'm just telling you, you cannot explain how, you cannot tell, this is how God will fight for me. That is how, leave it to God. Leave it to God. Leave so many things to God. Let God himself fight for you. Let God himself defend you. Let God himself protect you. Let God himself stand for you. Let God's for you. Let God stand for you. Let God stand for you. Let God battle for you. May he be your warrior. May he be your one who prevails on your behalf. May he be the one that stands for you. Who speaks for you. Let him be your advocate. Forget about whoever has come against you. Leave it to God. Let God with an open heaven stand with you. Let his angels do the battle. Yes, the prince of Persia was withstood. Was had withstood the angel, but when the angel Michael was sent, he did the battle. He did the battle, and Daniel's prayer was answered. Yes, Daniel's prayer and the results came. Not that the prayer was answered, but the results came. May your results come, because the heavens are open. May your results come, because the heavens are open. May you have victory. Because the heavens are open. May the Lord be the one that will shield you. Psalm 3 verse 3, the Bible says, For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are a shield for me. May the Lord be your shield. May the Lord be your shield and your deliverer. A shield for me. Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. Do you know what it means for the Lord to be your shield? What can penetrate the shield of the Lord? But thou, O oh Lord, I shield for me. My glory. My glory. And the lifter. And the lifter, lifter up of my head. Do you know what that means? He shall be your glory. Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He says, For thou, o Lord, art a shield for me, a defense for me, a protection for me. My glory, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Do you know what it means to be the lifter up of your head? It means that you shall not be put to shame contrary to expectation contrary to pronouncements and declarations of evil. You shall not be put to shame. For thou, O Lord are a shield for me. He's not just shielding you. He's making sure that his glory will rise upon you. He's He's not just shielding you making his glory rise upon you but he's also ensuring that your head shall be lifted up your head shall be lifted up your head shall be lifted up don't put your head down don't put your head down anymore don't walk feeling shame don't go feeling shame remember that he will lift up your head Says, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence coming my help my help from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. Oh Lord, stand by us oh God, in defense and in protection. Cover us oh God by your hand of defense. Protect us oh God. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says fear thou not for I am with thee. Fear thou not for I am with thee. He said, do not be dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. He says, he says yes. Yay. He said, I will not just strengthen you. And I will just help you. But he says, yeah I will uphold thee. With my right hand. Of my righteousness.
1: Oh God.
0: Oh God. Mark, let me send I pray for you I pray for you tonight that the hand of God shall be upon you that your eyes shall be opened to see that indeed the battle is not yours but God's in a, in 2nd in in chapter number 6 the Bible says and when the servant of the man of God was risen early Gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, Master, how shall we do? An indication of anguish, an indi- indication of a stalemate, an indication of a stumbling block, an indication of a situation where there is no hope. He says, Alas, Master. How shall we do? Maybe you are saying to yourself, Alas, I'm in a situation where I have no answer. I know not how.